0: Countries that don't exist anymore, they used to exist but not anymore. Now you know what this podcast is for, it's countries that don't exist anymore.
1: Interregnum. Hello and welcome to Countries That Don't Exist Anymore, Interregnum. Just to confuse the franchise even more, it's an Interregnum movie club special. We're building these formats like Lego, just sort of crudely stuck together. <laughs> if you go back and listen to Series 2, Episode 1... Uh, about the Typing Rebellion and about the uh, Heavenly Kingdom of Great Peace, you will find the context for the movie we have watched uh, together, and that is Warlords, which stars Jet Li. Um, so the, that the is uh, yeah, sorry, the Warlords, and that's uh, that's the voice of Ben, friend Ben, you'll remember from last interregnum. He joins us again. And Ben was so enthusiastic about watching *The Warlords* that he bought two DVDs of it. Count so, them two. so good, he saw it twice.
0: <laughs> ben, you don't need to buy a new DVD every time you want to watch the same movie.
1: Is that? Ah, oh, he
2: could have yeah. told me that. Now, I now, I now feel like I, I own the largest private collection of *The Warlords* on DVD <laughs> in the world, <laughs> um, because a film this good. Is clearly not available on any streaming platforms whatsoever. (laughs) No.
1: no. Um, If you've not seen The Warlords at home, uh, it follows the story of an Imperial Army General, uh, Mao Zing Yi. Sorry, that's not his actual name. That's the real historical general, Mao Zing Yi. But in the film, he's called Pang Ching-Yong. He's played by Jet Li. Um, It starts off when he's fighting the Taiping during the Taiping Rebellion. Uh, His army gets defeated as it's uh, betrayed by the Kui army, who are like a militia who are supposed to help them fight. But anyway, he then goes off to a village, uh, completely penniless. He meets Zhang Wu Yang and Zhao Yu, who are bandit leaders. He convinces them to join the Imperial Army. They then go on to defeat the Taiping, Uh, And then their friendship dissolves uh, in a matter of betrayal, mainly over a lady.
0: A lady. Um,
1: And I hope to say, by the way, guys, spoilers. Um, But uh, I'm not sure you'll be watching this movie Uh, anyway. Or will you? Um, By the way,
0: I did like how there's, there's one woman in China.
1: That was a nice bit of the movie. No, no, there was that old lady who gave her some shoes, and then she's like, (laughs) "Oh, the shoes, the shoes." Yeah, Yeah, they weren't very good shoes. So there will be spoilers throughout because we are discussing the movie. So uh, if (laughs) you, if you, if you want to go and watch it now, if oh yeah, if you want to see it, please get in touch with Ben. Uh, He'll be able to sell you a copy. (laughs) Uh, So no problem. Or two even. Ben,
0: you could restart Blockbusters. Your version, but is just only if you want this specific movie. A very
1: specific
2: blockbusters that has one movie, two in stock. I don't think there'd ever be a run that you would ever be out of stock, given the quality of the film. But I do recognise on that, uh, looking at the box, which you won't have, it's a, a soaring visual, stunning blood and guts epic, A Triumph. Um, and that's from Nuts magazine. Um, and then Jet Li is stunning. The performance of his career and, that, Maxim. and that, that is from uh, Time Out. Oh,
1: Edmonds. Oh, Time Out. That's fair.
2: <laughs> so
1: they got nuts and they got Time Out. That's
2: they've also they got, they've also got um, the Daily Mirror.
0: Not, nice. the, not,
2: not the Sunday Mirror, obviously. They're, they're where you get the real good reviews from. And Radio 5 Live also said stunning. It's a film. Yeah. <laughs> Vicious and breathtaking.
1: So breathtaking, as in disbelief. You're like piss off but as they just in,
2: you know. as in you'll stop breathing in order to get out
1: of watching the film <laughs>
0: <laughs> just
1: slip into right. sweet sweet death rather you'll than choke yourself right. out
0: <laughs> rather <So> than this <laughs> is uh, this is spoilers on ben's review coming up later on Countries
1: what it's supposed to be or what we'd like it to be is a like a really uh interesting look at, at the taiping but unfortunately what it isn't is about that really interesting subject. It happens to be set during the Typing Rebellion, and it is about fighting the Typing, but actual, um, I think, references to the Typing are kind of a bit few and far between. You first get uh, a detail, this is quite a good bit, where where Pang and his lover, she gives him a cross, a crucifix, and she says, I snatched this from a dead man, and he goes, it protects you. And I just straight away, I like that because they didn't know what the cross was, uh, you know, sort of the idea of Christianity in China hadn't taken. But also the fact this will protect you, although they obviously didn't work for the guy. They just kind of pulled it off. But yeah, fair enough. Then the next reference to the Taiping are in the trenches um, as they are sieging uh, Suzu, I think it is. And um, they're really hungry and they talk about five loaves of bread and two fat pigs. Yes. um Instead of the, yeah, they're not really into fish. Apparently, in China, it's more about the Because also, it's less of a miracle for five thousand. Know, two fat pigs can go a long way. You know, that's that's exactly. at least five thousand bags of pork scratchings right yeah. there. So, exactly. it just kind of takes away the miracle a little bit. Yeah, if you exactly
0: mix in that. if you mix in enough sawdust.
1: And then in Suzu as well, we do actually see pictures of the typing inside, but it's just people going around in white robes with Jesus hair. You do see the typing troops, they've got the red turbans on, and they seem to give away their swords to their enemies so they can have dramatic one-on-one sword fights. That doesn't seem to be part of the Christian mythos. But then later on, when they're, they're capturing, or they have captured Nanking, which is kind of the the death of the taiping you just see them giving everybody uh haircuts to
0: make them uh,
1: look like i uh, did recognize uh, that so really that's kind of it in terms of actually oh here's the shots of the uh the taiping so not that many actually
0: i wonder whether they like they glossed over it because it's just not that well known or it's not part of this story anyway they seem to put in these references anyway of the the taiping rebellion and even the heavenly kingdom so they must have known it's like an interesting story. But, I mean, they needn't have put it in at all. So why did they just tease yeah, it?
2: Why, why would a, a, a state-funded Chinese film want to sort of make small of these things
1: or gloss over them?
0: <laughs> but
1: that, but, but, but you them know, that's, They no, could no, have no.
0: just cut it out.
1: No, but that's a really interesting point you make, Ben, because if, you, if you've listened to our episodes on the Heavenly Kingdom, the hacker, who are the people who make up the, you know, the minority group, uh, who make up the bulk of the Taiping, they then go on to support communism and to form the People's Liberation Army. So, in fact, Chinese state media would be might even be a little bit um, uh, more favourable to the Taiping as opposed to the Imperial uh, Qing, army. Uh, Qing Army. Anyway, I, I should know it by now. But, um, yeah, so it, 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 that does seem strange. But it's probably because the Chinese People's Republic are now basically the imperial themselves you know they've done the old yeah. uh, animal farm switcheroo there um, yeah, the
0: old switcheroo but,
1: but there are some interesting references to the typing that kind of misrepresents them so there's this scene where Eh who i think his name is he sneaks in to suzu during the uh, siege and he's there his, his cover story is brilliant his cover story is that he's selling opium uh, he hasn't done his research because the one thing the typing was specifically against were opium, so I don't. I like that would blow his cover straight away. And the other thing, yeah, but then the, is, the leader
0: does say, "Oh, I don't do that anymore."
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm not into no, he's that. Like, oh, he's oh I'm, like,
0: not really into it. I'm not
1: really into it. Yeah, but he, he 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 should have done his research. I mean, it's kind of basic, yeah. I would think. So yeah, I think it's like taking some Chris Rock DVDs to a Ku Klux Klan convention in order to win friends. I just don't know if that's. That's your way forward. And the other the other bit is so Pang, who enlists these men for the Imperial Army, they I think they have to make him a goodie. So they'll say, Oh, I'm fighting against oppression and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's specifically what, again, what the typing were doing. Now, I'm not saying they were successful because their leader, Hong, was like, oh, yeah, 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 we're against oppression, except for my supporters who will be oppressed while I live high on the hog. Oh, the same yeah. hog, by the way, which you can easily get 5,000 uh, portions <laughs> out of. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, so, guys, what do you think of these uh, inaccuracies?
0: Which ones? Mm. By God, Ed. <laughs> by God.
2: I was going to say it's difficult to know where to start because it was a bad film. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, it was, it was a real trudge. There was, in my notes, I've just written down rags, lots of rags, <laughs> s- sticks with things on and lots of mud. Those were my sort of, those were the, the sort of the, the textures I pulled from the film. There was sort of the central, the first battle that sort of perked up a little bit, but it was generally i did have i my i did have to wander off to my phone and wikipedia other elements around it to try and sort of stay engaged and my favorite the thing I've, i found which was quite interesting was that it had a budget of um 40 million dollars um how much of that do you think went to jet lee uh
0: 39.5 <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: it wasn't quite so bad but it was 40% of the budget so 15 million <laughs> wow. was handed over to jet lee um so, you know, I don't know exactly what they paid that fifteen million for because he has the he's a charisma free zone. Although he did. Uh, he did shed a tear. He can. He sort of I think that yeah, was the yeah. 15 million they paid for was for him to shed that tear at the end.
0: And I love that. Like, right, it's Jet Li, he better do some kung fu during a during a sword battle.
2: Yeah. And there's that bit when he's got the bloody it's like a great big fish knife on a stick that he yeah. keeps chopping into people's shoulders. Um, oh, yeah, and, and he chops uh,
0: off 100 people's feet at the same time.
2: Exactly. That was quite fun. And yeah.
0: um, My thing is I loved how that you can get something stabbed right through your chest and just carry on. Yeah. yeah. He got a whole... Uh, ban looked like a banister. He got Shish kebab. He got sheesh kebab through the chest.
1: Uh, earlier on, his tactic for stopping a sword was to grab it. And oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, of I, course. I, now, I'm not a military man, but I, what I would suggest... <laughs> Is you know, I paper cuts make me faint. So the idea of stopping a sword with your hand, which is designed to cut, I don't know Mm, if that's the the best approach.
0: And also carrying on apparently still with fingers.
1: So it's a blunt sword then. So it's really nothing to fear in the first place.
0: Exactly. He was basically grabbing a wooden stick. Countries don't exist anymore.
2: Terrible haircut at the beginning
0: and at the end. um, What was the haircut?
2: Well, at the beginning it was sort of like a Hoxton sort of shaved on the side slightly a few wispy bits. He kind of looked like he was hip so that's when there was a lot of rags going on. And by the end it was very um very tidy. But yeah, it was um pretty terrible haircut, I thought.
1: Well he's um so he's he's wearing the uh, the standard uh, haircut of of China at the time, which was the subjugation to the Manchu people who who'd taken over China. So it was one of those things where they're like uh, we just want to rub it in by making you all have the same rubbish haircut, which is that shaved all over, but with that top knot thing. So I like... think earlier on, he's a bit like, he's not been able to get to a barber's for a while. And then by the end, he's kind of got imperial ambition. So he's got to neaten up a bit.
2: Yeah, he's got gone go very, very imperial. Yeah, it's a bit like the the undercut circa 1991.
1: <laughs> yeah, with the bowler, with the bowl haircut over the top of it, flowing exactly. over beautifully. Yeah. I e Duncan from PJ and Duncan or PJ from PJ and Duncan. I never remember yeah. which.
2: And also when they had the Super Brother hearing in the midst of the battle, when there was the big battle, and they're all like, over all of the chaos, they're like our brother, our yeah. bo- the blood brother. They,
1: they they always do that in all modern films where there's battles, no matter how fierce the fighting is, they have to look up and then look at their friend and then they're sort of smiling at each other for at least like a minute, which you never do because you know just as the younger one's smiling, he's going to get an arrow in his head or someone will stab him from behind. And then the other guy can go, and manage to get rid of everyone else, run through and then get involved.
0: Take on everyone else around them. And then also managed during a war zone, managed to like cradle him on the floor and look up yeah. to the sky, and then go no for a really long time and not and get then, killed.
1: Well, because the enemy troops are like, "Hey, should we kill them now?" And they're like, "No, come on, Rory, that's really bad. Let them have this. This moment. guy is having a moment. You know, his yeah. his brother's dying. Come on, have a bit of empathy for crying out loud."
2: But again, they it had it had sort of ambitions to have the sort of gladiator or yes brave heart sort of like. Epic things, but every time they like wanted to m- sort of mount another, another wave of men on horseback, they were probably like Jet Lee. Could we have a bit of that money back for some more horses? He's like, <laughs> yeah. in his passive way,
1: no.
0: <laughs> ben, you mentioned the gladiator vibes. I did mm. the biggest thing that stuck out soundtrack
1: to me, right soundtrack. As it would was they the li-
0: soundtrack. Yes, yeah. it was like every cliche you could put in the book. But every five seconds, they completely changed like mm. the, the style of the music. What, what, when they were standing up in the war zone, there was like a gladiator duduk kind of Armenian thing going on. And then five seconds later, it was like piano and cello playing awkwardly with a fake piano. And then at one point, there's like this piano with some vibraphones at the top, like it's like jazz night. And this was in about 10 seconds of film sequence.
2: There were a few to me, it was like sort of West lifestyle key changes in the score as yes, well. Like inopportune exactly. moments where it was like, the battles going their way sort of key change, but then all of a sudden things weren't going their way. So the sort of the musical cues were like, sorry, I've got, I've done, the, like the guys doing the scores, like, I'm all over the place today, guys. I'm really sorry.
0: <laughs> I, put the tri-
2: I put the triumphant bit in the sad bit and the sad bit in the triumphant bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm terribly sorry.
0: It is like Westlife does an awkward key change, but also Westlife put down their koto and their vibraphones and pick up a banjo and an orchestra. <laughs> suddenly
1: do you know one thing i found about the swelling music bit was it's yeah. kind of interesting because it borrowed all these you know the sort of um box office cliches yes. um but but it sort of was so morally ambiguous the whole thing that mm. it was i was just like uh wait a minute whose side are we on because there's this bit where pang he's like doing a speech to try and rally uh the troops and he's like who wants to fight with me? And everyone's like, not really. And then his, one of his brothers, I think, says, we'll pay you more. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah, we'll fight with you. And it's swelling music. And then the chances take their money, their food, their women. And it's like, do, 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 do. And I'm just like, oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, that's nice, and 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 like he's got them on board with this, and then when two of them literally do take their women, they're like, yeah. oh naughty, uh. yeah. and they're like, but you said it's fine. He goes, yeah, but now I've changed my mind. So it's like David Brentson and thinks everyone yeah, would be exactly. fine with it,
0: and then he and then he goes and masks a loads of soldiers, and you know, to be fair, his the other brothers do point this out to him. And I suppose the idea is, is that uh, Jet Li's character, Pang, has sort of gone slightly, uh, I don't know, Cor- like.
2: Bit corporate.
0: Yeah, a bit corporate. He's, he's gone a bit mad so. with power, I suppose, but, and also he's very ambitious. It, it doesn't lead in It's not like the classic downfall of a, a character. He's not, he's not Citizen Kane. Citizen not Pang. Macbeth, he's yeah, he's, he's not, not Macbeth. Yeah, he's not Macbeth. He's nothing. Just, he it's just, it's a bit vague about what's going on and what's actually developing with his character. And it's so more it's about actually.
2: It's the terrible trappings of middle management.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how many backflips can middle management do whilst they've got a sword stuck in their stomach? Countries that don't exist anymore. There's
2: this weird thing of, like, these sort of non-acting people who become sort of not massively... like Arnie's sort of set the bar so high for, like, non-acting yeah. tough men, but Jet Li sort of, you know, I guess they're all in those terrible expendable films, but... It was one of those things where every, again, like, person who, like, loves tough guys really wanted him to break through, really wanted him to succeed. And he did a few of these sort of English language films. But my God, it's like, again, it's just like, you know, like you say, he's good at doing backflips, but emoting is not his um, is not his strong (laughs) point.
1: But that's that that can also be said, I think, for um, and it, maybe it's just a cultural thing, but but for people in the film as well, in general, yeah. like yeah. there is there is this moment where um, Jet Lee is, is his orders, uh, the typing soldiers that are captured uh, to be killed. Uh, and that's uh, based on a real event. In the movie, it's like 4000. But in real life, I think it was 10,000 or something like they were mm. just typing POWs slaughters, they were like, kill them all. And then the archers were kind of doing this thing. They are like, <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> just like firing these out. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> like, well, it's just don't like, do it. Just don't do it. Well, so I mean... it's sort of
2: like to get to that <laughs> point, to get to that point, they've slaughtered million at that point. They're like, Oh, don't have the stomach <laughs> for it anymore.
0: Oh no! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've discovered the compass. <laughs> 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 on the subject of the acting quality I mean when you're watching a foreign language movie it, it's mm. harder than in your own tongue to tell if somebody is a good or a bad actor mm. however given that almost all the budget went to Jet Li I yeah. pretty much can guarantee that they were all terrible actors because they all received 10 quid each for the role
2: Well, a couple, a yeah, couple but... of the other guys have been in some decent stuff like they're in the one of them I think was in the Infernal Affairs films that became yeah. was done with the departed but there's a point where it's like one of the actors almost tries to get up and leave the film there's one bit where he's just like who wants to go home who wants to go <laughs> home?" and i think that wasn't like i think that was just off camera they're like this yeah, that was got- th- let's keep this exactly because he's just like, fucking hell who wants to go home come on lads this is so fucking shite <laughs> come on takeshi kanashiro Mm. I think it might be his name if i butchered that correctly.
1: And that was that was just before they went to um the most interesting bit of it which is the capture of Nan uh, Nanking and therefore the end of the Taiping and actually one of the most interesting and bloody battles in history had everything crazy uh, heroic fighting street to street combat mm. you know most just blood uh, soak thing also had in real life american and british uh, military were in there as well. like everybody like it was a huge mm. would have been a huge spectacle <laughs> and what did they do in the film they're like Just let's go and capture nanjing done. and then they're like <laughs> two weeks after the capture and you're like what yeah, the yeah. hell why did we have to do the rest of it what was out the yeah, most cause
0: interesting cause bit
1: yeah but I I that's jet lee way. Way. again
2: jet lee Li, like yeah. no 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 could have had it all if he hadn't have upped his fee.
1: Yeah, but no, no, but they probably said, Okay, Jet, um, so you really are us. Star- so we've got this amazing bit where um you capture Nan King and it's got, you know, all these militaries and all special it's gonna be incredible. And he's like, Nope, I wanna do a bit where I eat some grey soup. Uh that that's <laughs> yeah. what I have to eat some grey soup. Because you know at the beginning he meets that woman. And, uh, yeah. and he, she offers him some basically gray pond water as far as I can tell. And he, mm. yeah. and he goes, and he goes, mm. I don't know it, if it was the, the soup or the woman who brought me back to life. And I was like, well, it had to be the woman because there's no yeah. nutritional value and no, whatever yeah, that exactly. gray pond water that is. There's no way you're It's a puddle. They love puddles. <laughs> exactly. White, really, really, really white bread and puddle water. Like, That's yeah. the, uh, well, the that was bread- the diet of the time.
2: The bread they had those they look like the um, when you're like um, when you go on a on long haul flight and they give you like a little sort of horrible manky little bread roll with a sort of like solid frozen piece of butter. Yeah, it looks like a, it
1: looks like a white cube all. They're just exactly. handing them around. They wonder they're hungry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you remember the white given, bread?
0: They dental health at that time. They no were chewing through that.
1: You know, before they slaughtered the troops, um, yeah. uh, there was this really strange bit, and there's loads of strange bit in the films where I think Yang was walking around the ramparts overlooking them, and they were like, you promised us bread. And then they started throwing bread at him. I like, know, like just throw like, the bread at do, him. Do you want it or Eat don't it. you? Here you go. I think I think Jet Li was like, no, I'm sorry, um, kill them all. I hate wasted foods. You know, yeah. just, <laughs> they want the bread, don't they? Want the Christians, what can you do with them? Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's unfortunate they missed out the actual capture of Nanjing. And, it, you know, it does... It does lead me to believe that they, like you say, Ed, they were, they were like, oh, okay, Jack, we want to do this amazing sequence. Uh, we just need a million more dollars. And he's like, yeah, you could yeah. do that. Or you could just put a sentence on the screen, Yeah, save the million dollars, <laughs> and it goes <laughs>
2: to me. Exactly. Yeah, Pucci so went
1: home to his own planet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <So> exactly. <laughs> it's a, and uh, then the j- Death Star exploded exactly. at the end. <laughs> Countries <laughs> that don't exist anymore.
2: When I was Googling around the film, sort of trying to get through it, um, Thankfully, when on Wikipedia, it lists the film as lasting one hundred and twenty seven minutes. Yeah. Um, but in the in the version I have, that was only one hundred and eight. So somewhere there's an extra 20 minutes of footage, um, oh, which God. which which could be all of these things that you're wishing for. No, or I
0: think I, I saw that version.
2: <laughs> you saw the one two seven.
0: I think I did. Yeah. It's an extra so bread it's roll. A, the bread roll. A log old, it's a long <laughs> old thing. There was there were bread rolls all over the place. You had a bread roll war that you missed out on. <laughs> whole 20 Uh, minutes trebuchets of uh, massive lives being fired oh yeah I I
1: saw that Phil I also saw the director's cut you see a prequel uh, where they're just baking the bread rolls it's it's really interesting actually yeah
0: it's basically a Hovis advert
1: it was the Hovis advert but with the soundtrack of Gladiator and instead of it was just a Gladiator
0: the soundtrack of Gladiator and then bizarrely Pirates of the Caribbean five seconds later exactly
1: (laughs) we don't have copyright law in China it's fine
2: (laughs) But there was one bit in, in the film where, where, after their initial success, they got to go off like their little having sort of successful missions with amongst themselves, which is a little yeah. bit like a caper. Like three, yes. it's like the Only Fools and Horses bit when there was three of them larking about. Yeah. Jet, yeah. Lee, Jet Lee playing the Del Boy role. Tony They'd, Lowers Yeah they
0: had this whole Three Musketeers thing Going on didn't they Exactly no, no. Like, <laughs> That's when the parents Of the Caribbean stuff Come in and it's just like then There's like a, It's like another Another city on the map Got crossed off And they it cuts to them Chinking flasks together Going exactly. woo yeah. And then yeah, exactly. like a map going over And there's an a- airplane And the you know, airplane's they're, one invented
1: they're, they're bringing back Loads of silver To their villages And the villagers yeah. are like Hooray And they're like yes We managed to get this From other villages Like you
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Successful banditry Hurrah yeah. (laughs) do we want to
1: talk about the ending at all i mean i was thinking about that but i just thought you know by the time it was like okay they've done that then it was just like that bit of the lord of the rings where they've just got to do all the admin at the end and then they've just got to be like let's just let's just make sure we all kill each other just to wrap it all up Uh, and that's pretty much how it goes
0: i mean thank god after jetly died there was just text I mean, presumably, because you thought, well, I'm not in it anymore, so I don't yeah. want, to, want to pay for any more actual right, action. No, exactly. There was
1: no budget. It's yeah, no jet, budget. Jet. So, as soon as
0: right the space, space is, is off the
1: screen.
2: Is it OK yeah. for call you, Jet? So we've got we've got a few more scenes to do. Um <laughs> So there's going to be a uh, nice yeah, co- coda with the text. um uh, with – we're going to return to the village that you already come from. We're going to t- – no, okay, yeah, no, that's fine, Jet, absolutely fine. Yeah, no, we'll just put that money in your bank account.
0: Okay, thanks. Yeah. Bye, Jet, bye. What budget do we need for two sentences to explain the rest of Chinese history? <laughs> exactly.
2: Thankfully, when I got the, the the edited version, the 108 rather than the 127, when I put it in, it said, um, "In make sure you check out disc 2 for all the bonus features. But as I can show you here, thankfully, it's just a one-disc <laughs> wonder. <laughs> so like, like, again, yes. Jet, Li, Jet Li is probably like, so Jet, we've got all these ideas. We've got some director's commentary. We've got a behind-the-scenes documentary yep. we're going to make. And we're going to have a, a behind-the-scenes look at the bread, if that's yep. of interest.
0: No, okay. Jet Li yep. on Great British Bake Off. Exactly. <laughs> just making endless bread.
2: Little hard rolls of bread.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Countries that don't exist anymore.
2: When you're a kid and you went to a video store, and they would try and sell films on the most tenuous link to another film where they'd be like from the executive producer of Jaws yeah. 3. This one at the top, it's like instead of it's like not from the director of Hero and House of Flying Daggers, it's from the action director of Hero <laughs> and House of Flying Daggers, which basically so from the stunt man who was <laughs> in the film that you remember vaguely.
1: <laughs> yeah from the guy who set out the chairs for the audience to watch for children's (laughs) list exactly that kind of thing
2: from the amazon man who posted this through your doorbox. (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe i bought two of them
1: i can't believe you bought one of them anyway um (laughs) anyway we have slated well not slated but i think we've 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 fairly uh rubbish the movie okay there are a few things which i thought were good or is there just two maybe just two um Mm -hmm. So there was a, a detail I liked, um, although the I think the first major battle was obviously very silly, and you know we've all sort of talked about that. I like the fact that um, the Qing army defeated the Taiping with archers, and the only yeah. thing I like about it is the fact that that's historically accurate. The Qing armies were mainly from the north of China, and uh, had their Manchu heritage, and were very handy with bows, it used archery a lot. In the south, they didn't really use archery at all so that was i was like okay yeah i'll take that i'll give you give you a point for that the other thing i liked was the siege of suzu when uh, they dug all those trenches and yeah they all basically looked really sorted dirty and miserable the whole time and i thought that was i thought that was pretty good um because we always think of trench warfare as like what for you know first world war but it had been yeah. it's been a major part of um historical warfare um so i actually like that i also liked it's kind of a bit of an obvious trick um throughout the movie i thought they did certain things really well like they did show the sort of um poverty that was raid rampaging and the devastation throughout china at the time i thought that was good and they even you know it's just a simple little trick of just kind of washing the color out of of, of of those scenes just the sort of mm-hmm. poverty scenes by the end of the film it's you know it's all the sort of swanky toff so it's all full color and yeah, stuff yeah, technically uh, so and i'm really i'm i'm grasping at straws here because as ben's already pointed out it's basically nonsense but there you know there were a few things i could take from it and it's also interesting because i think what would have been really great is to see you know I'm forever tired of how... You know, I think when we talked about sticking Tom Cruise in a movie for the sake of it, because they're like, we have to have someone... It can't just be about Japanese people. It has to have Tom Cruise in it, or a Western person, or whatever. But um, I think it should have had a few Westerners in it, because you're looking at medieval warfare except you and then you suddenly remember wait a minute this is like the mid-19th century yeah. and so it's 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 good to sort of have that juxtaposition mm. um of, of modern military warfare because uh, they had some cannon in it and they had but it would have been better actually to have some of these townsend type figures you know it could have been that could have made mm. it really interesting because otherwise it could really could have been set at any point um
0: yeah, that's yeah. the thing about it well especially as these people were there like especially during mm. the Taiping rebellion um there was all there were all those people weren't there um who sort of uh they had sort of ch- chinese nicknames but they were uh british and american mm. yeah. soldiers who were over there yeah. advising or trying to get stuck in sell drugs whatever yeah
1: yeah, they, well, yeah as you said they all branded themselves with sort of victorious army and man of a thousand swords and all that but yeah, they're all exactly. they're all called frank and uh yeah, yeah.
2: I think like you say it was it was that was interesting looking online and seeing that actually it was sort of, you know, mid mid nineteenth century and thinking, My God, this like this all happened like a hundred years before our parents were born. Not yeah. it's it's not some sort of game of thrones or Roman or, you know, this ancient thing. But again, like I say, they should have probably made more of that. Um, oh yeah. Um, oh, they, they should have,
1: I mean, God damn, during, they should could have had just Queen cut. Victoria they
2: coming in in a parachute with some, with a Gatling gun <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not on my watch. <laughs> and, and yeah, at the same time, just, you know, we said this before, but by God, they could have had all these Typing, I think they did an all right job of these typing zealots and the way they were fighting and stuff, but then they could have Mm. cut to Hong back in the imperial city with his harem and his you know yellow umbrellas. And Mm. like it was, it's so what we have is basically this Greek tragic, this Greek story of betrayal of brothers Mm. and all this stuff. But in the meantime, you could have had this absolute nut, there could have been you know just a fan, a fantastic baddie. In this Hong, if they're going to make the typing there the enemy, no, then...
2: that was the, There was no baddie to focus on, was
1: there? No, because everybody was that's right. Like, we were like, oh, wait a minute, they're fighting on the same side, but then they're bad because they betrayed them. And you know, it, yeah, I think there was this bit early on when um, they went up before the sort of the local imperial council and uh, they were like claiming we're going to st- we'll take this city in 10 days and then his his, right, his yeah, rather comic comically his his sort of the other blood brother turns to him and goes like that and I, that's just yeah. that was me throughout the whole film I was like, what?
0: well I, I did like this sort of joe pesci and goodfellas getting a made man at the end where they're like going to up award him and it turns out he's just getting whacked yeah that's quite nice yeah that was good they went through all the pageantry then they killed him anyway that
1: was nice yeah there was that rather curious bit where um, he stabs him and he shoots him they get shot from behind at the same time so it's both at the same time so if his blood brother had just waited like you know, 0.5 seconds. He wouldn't have had to do yeah, it. he killed anyway. No,
0: have because to do
1: because he says if you harm a brother, you must be killed. And and, and then well, he harmed he, the brother. I know, like so dude. then he should
0: kill himself. And he, yeah, l- yeah. he lived another two months but according jet- to the text that glossed over the rest of the movie, <laughs> so Jetley could get more money. Countries that don't exist anymore.
1: I think we've talked about this in our movie clubs before. When you have a historical movie which just focuses on something, that, there's the the most interesting material in front of you, and you don't even bother with it um and i find it so strange and i think that's a problem because if it if that wasn't the case then by now um we would have had a story of rome versus carthage like we haven't had a movie for example about that Mm. and that's like three wars and it's like literally father and son vengeance throughout each like it couldn't be better and it's the roman empire and it's everything trilogy Yeah, Have you you spoken
2: to Netflix about it? Sounds like it'd be the kind of thing they'd be interested in.
1: And they'll buy anything. I mean, this is the thing, but, you know, this is just the sort of, it's weird when, as you say, all this money goes on, I don't know, Jet Lee's new yacht. Um, Mm -hmm. But it could have at least done it about, you know, like such a, a more interesting topic and that's not just because it i'm not saying what you guys need to do is to look into the ctda archives for inspiration um <laughs> yeah. but it just seems well, to we're be missing boat. yeah i mean definitely do that <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've definitely uh, chatted through the movie now let's go around and give a uh well score out of five i'm gonna do but whatever you like ben how do you feel about it all in all summary
2: I think it was sort of very expensive looking it to a degree in terms of it wasn't obviously a sort of micro budget film. There was like, you know, some uh, big sets and big cast and crew and so on. Uh, it took itself very seriously, uh, very, very seriously. So it was a bit shite. And I would mm. probably I would I would look to say I would halve the, the score that the good people at Nuts magazine gave it and say two <laughs> two stars
0: uh I did watch it, which is it wasn't awful that's the first thing I will say it's not awful, but it i I know I'm also not going to go anywhere near anything about historical accuracy or anything like that, even though that's probably what we should do on countries that don't exist anymore um but of course, my biggest interest was the schizophrenic uh soundtrack that kept just which kind of matched the acting and the yeah you know, the general path of the plot. however, having said that, there was uh, of course some Nice little fight sequences, if that's your kind of thing. There were some nice cozies. I did like a bit of the cinematography; it was pretty good. Uh, so overall, I would say I'm going to match Ben and also say two wooden poles through your abdomen out of five.
1: Nice. Well, I'm going to to say that again. It's you know it's been said there are some moments where it was it was quite cool to get a sense of you know what people would. Where and look like and some of the conditions and in china at the time and so you know it's nice from that point of view but again come on i think we're at the with the point now where great production ain't enough is it or or not even great production but you no. so yeah some nice production but basically what the bloody hell is going on um <laughs> so yes let's just say two rice bowls out of five
0: well that's fair or, enough so we, we're all, good then we're we'll all in agreement
1: but I wish it would had been four religious maniac leaders out of five, because yeah. I think a, a, the story of Hong Zhu Quan really told in that context would have been absolutely brilliant. Um, yes. So I, yeah, I don't really know why they chose to do that. I think we said earlier it's sort of like doing a movie. About the Titanic, but maybe the first thirty days of uneventful sailing, as opposed to anything yeah. else that goes after it. Um, you know, kind of miss the what's important about the history there. Yeah. But there we go. That's there was just a big,
2: me. a big hole in the middle of it. I felt there was sort of a, 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 nothing to sort of drive the viewer to understand. I guess you're supposed to sympathise with these three guys. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't exactly clear as to sort of what the threat or the mission that they were going to do and if it's going to be like a an anti-hero thing like a goodfellas thing where you're supposed to sort of be intrigued by the sort of you know how how can they possibly do these things and the appeal of the sort of anti-hero mm. but it just didn't give you any sort of thread as to whether they were good or bad or um it was fairly inconsequential as you'd expect from the action director of Hero and House of Flying Daggers not the director <laughs> the action director the action director yeah. the T boy exactly
1: of course, on countries that don't exist anymore, we're not afraid to record uh, hour long episodes reviewing movies that we find inconsequential um <laughs> because I'm sure I'm sure you take the same attitude to many of our episodes countries
2: that't do exist Anymore earlier just a couple of few hours ago when I was sort of put it on the laptop. I'd listen to the podcast I was it like, right now, I watch the film, I put it on the laptop, but Jody wanted to watch her stuff, so I had it on. And she was like, "Oh, what are you watching, Daddy?" And I was like, "Oh, it's this film. So it's called The Warlords." And she said, "Oh," she said, "They should have called it World War One." I. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I was like, She said, "Well, that actually happened. And that was her. <laughs> that, that was it. That was the only justification for calling it World War One, which would have been a better title."
0: I mean, and the whole typing rebellion had, well, not comparable, but vastly more deaths. Yeah, twenty, than World War I. twenty to thirty yeah.
2: million or something. Yeah,
0: Stag- yeah
1: twenty million. Staggering. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, equal to World War II, um, something yeah. like that, or definitely the most bloody conflict.
2: Yeah. Oh, a it's death, so bad. A death for every dollar in Jet Li's back pocket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, um, we will uh, leave it there, uh, having watched and mainly been bemused by the movie The Warlords, but go and see it yourself. Go and listen to Series 2, Episode 1, A Countries That Don't Exist Anymore. The typing Rebellion. It's only half an hour. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, so go and uh, thank you so much to Ben for joining Cheers us. Ben. He w- he wanted to be on a movie club, but by God, did I punish him uh, for that decision.
0: So, yeah, if you've got any films that you want us to examine in the future, then uh, do email us or go to the Facebook at C T D E A pod. ctdeapod at gmail.com, ctdeapod.com. Just everything is CTDA CTDA pod. Uh, we do welcome questions. We do welcome bants. We If you want to slag us off, do that as well. That's fine. That's fine. And uh, or praise. All of them. All the things. That's what we like. And uh, otherwise, just join us next time. And don't forget to tell your friends to join us. And Ed, uh, take care. To, yeah, take care of, of all your friends to make it's sure, sure they keep existing. Us, listening and... on.
1: Friends. On the Friends. Also, uh, yeah. That friends. is actually a lot more coherent than the Warlords feel, so not too bad.
0: That's true. Countries that don't exist anymore. They used to exist, but not anymore. Now you know what this podcast is for. It's countries that don't exist. Real.